Welcome back to Four and Tell Podcast, where moms can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 21. This is the second of a four-part mini-series of interviews I did with homeschooling homeschool moms. Today's interview, I talked with Caitlin, who is from California, but is a an RV living family living in Colorado currently. I'm not going to say much more because the conversation says it all. So without further ado, here's my interview with Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Four and Toe Podcast. I am here with Caitlin, who is a new Instagram friend of mine that I that responded to a post I put out in November asking for unschooling moms who would be willing to share their stories. I am loving this little series that I'm doing. I'm loving the interviews that I'm having. And Caitlin, I am so glad that you were willing to talk with me about your journey in homeschooling. Um, Thank you so much for taking time today. Thank you. I'm excited. I love to talk about it. Yay. So uh, can you tell me what part of the country are you from? Where are you unschooling right now? So we are from California. We're from a little mountain town called Lake Arrowhead. And we are actually traveling all of the mountain states right now for my husband's job. So we generally move every two months. Wow. Right now we are in Colorado in this really cute little town called Palisade. Very cool. Yeah. And so how many kids are you traveling with? And what are their ages? We have two kids, um, Ryder, he's seven, and our daughter's name is Truly, and she's four. How long have you been unschooling with your kiddos? Um, I guess it's probably been, probably since we started this journey, so about a year and a half. Okay. Um, we started out traditionally homeschooling. We went through a charter, and I tried really hard to keep it strict and check all my boxes and, yeah, you know, very traditional homeschool is what I was trying to do. I was trying to mimic a public school. Okay. And it just was not working for us at all. It was pretty miserable for, for yeah. all of us. Um, so then I, I kind of just came across um, John Holt's work and it just changed my perspective on education. So when we started traveling. I just kind of put the books away and I just really wanted to enjoy the experience. And it's just really led down the unschooling path. When did you start traveling then? How, what's the time frame there? Um, we left, it's almost, this upcoming May, it'll be two years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. How would you define the unschooling approach to education? I think the easiest way to explain it is that it's very much led by the child. It's, it's interest led, it's passion driven. It's, it's supposed to promote independent learning Mm -hmm. for us. It's, it's mostly like, it's so hard for me to put it into words, but we, we don't follow a curriculum. It's just very much interest led. Okay. So are both of your kids right now, doing unschooling it's kind of hard with four-year-olds I have a four-year-old myself and so I don't have like school for her and I have like I'll have coloring books I call her school books (laughs) and so when when I need her to do something while I'm while I'm focusing on the older kids I'll hand her her 
coloring books that are specifically for school time. And I'll say, here, you do this while I work with them kind of thing. Is your your four-year-old involved at all in the participation of the of the unschooling if your seven-year-old has an interest that, he, that he's doing? Or is it, are they pretty separate? No, she's very much involved and she makes that known. <laughs> I, tried, <laughs> I tried that. That was like when we were, when we were traditionally homeschooling, I like, I'd get very stressed out. Like, hey, this is my time with Ryder and like, we need to get this done. This is on our list today. It needs to happen. Truly go, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's a nice, like go, go, go yeah. look through a color, do something. Yeah. But she did not have that. She wanted to be. <laughs> right there all the time and she's a very persistent <laughs> child so yes <laughs> she's very much involved in everything and it's been really cool to see that um it's just kids listen to everything they hear yeah. everything they absorb it all so I'll have conversations with Ryder about things that I guess I wouldn't necessarily think she'd be interested in or mm -hmm. that she could follow but she'll bring it up weeks later like we were talking about the dinosaurs and she's like, mom, do you think that the dinosaurs are extinct because they were too cold? And I'm like, oh, oh wow. is that what you're talking about? Climate change? And I don't know. <laughs> she That's just, a really she good point. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, she brought that up at breakfast this morning. I was like, wow. huh, well, <laughs> you know, and then that's just how our schooling goes. Like mm -hmm. they bring something up and like, like dinosaurs. I'll just mm -hmm. drop what I'm doing and we'll dive into that and just talk about it and so learn what, did, what we can. Sure. So what does that look like? So let's say it's Ryder's your son, correct? Yeah. So Ryder wants to learn about dinosaurs, let's say. How do you how do you go about learning about dinosaurs? What do you use to help him pursue that interest? Well, I think that's what makes schooling at home so accessible these days is that there really is so many avenues that you can use especially mm -hmm. with technology where I'm slowly letting more and more technology into our everyday mm -hmm. I had a vision in my head that there would be no technology and we'd be <laughs> playing with sticks all day and you know <laughs> that just didn't it didn't pan out so whenever something like that comes up we usually go to YouTube first we'll okay. just do like a quick search on YouTube and there's just so much information out there and then um, we utilize the library a lot um, I probably have like 15 library cards because we move so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's usually our first stop in a new town is we go check out the local library and, you know, we just try to dive in in every yeah. avenue that we can. Uh, what does a typical day of, of unschooling look like for you these days? Is there like a rough schedule or what's it look like? I'm curious. So it that also depends on where we are. Um, so right now we're in this really beautiful RV park that we're like backed up right to the river. So right outside our window is just, it's the Colorado river that runs through. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Like just tons of space to go and play. So the kids are pretty much outside the majority of the day. Um, but our typical day we wake up and we make breakfast together. So the kids this morning, they made potatoes, eggs, and bacon, and they completely did it themselves. Like oh, completely, Truly's in charge of chopping the potatoes, and Ryder cooks it. Oh, that's um, that's awesome. We usually have really slow mornings because I'm not a morning person, <laughs> so very <laughs> slow. We usually listen to um, like some audio books or um, some children's podcasts while we do that. 
slow morning. And then the kids have been getting really into music lately. Nice. So they like to turn on YouTube and like listen to their favorite songs, acoustic, like the acoustic versions. Mm -hmm. And they have little drums and guitars and they kind of jam out for like awesome. 30 minutes. <laughs> and then we go outside and we just play and climb trees. And my son really likes the skate park. We've been going there a lot. Nice. Yeah. We talk about physics there. You know, wow. we just find <laughs> ways to utilize what we have. Yeah. What what subjects have your kids um, been interested in learning? You mentioned dinosaurs. Are there other things that they've been like, oh, I want to learn about that? Yeah. Ryder loves science. He loves everything science and math. That's He has a very mechanical engineer-like brain. So mm. um, it's something that comes really easy to him, which for me, it does not. I was, math was never my strong suit. Mm. I really enjoyed um, English, but mm. that's not easy for him. So mm. we try to, we just, I try to fit those things in where we can. So like when he's he likes to build with Legos and he can build these crazy things with Legos and I'll just slip in little spelling things, you know, like we'll yeah. spell out Legos with Legos and we'll like oh, use that yeah. to spell. So his main thing is science, but we try to make everything work within science, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of make it very fluid and flowing. Truly, you know, she's four, but she really likes to practice handwriting. Um, and oh, she really likes great. reading. Oh, that's great. So, that's great. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah. So with that, you've mentioned YouTube, but what other types of um, things do you use to create the atmosphere of learning in, in your home with unschooling? Are there like manipulatives or books or websites or what do you, what are some specific things like tangible things or, I mean, I guess the internet's not tangible, but <laughs> yeah. what, are, what are some resources that you use with your children when they want to explore besides YouTube and the library? Um, we bring in a lot of craft sort of things. So we just recently bought a sewing machine and I'm learning how to sew. So we're all learning nice. how to sew together. Um, music has been a big thing. We've been bringing in a lot of instruments and we, like right now with Christmas coming up, we're trying to make a lot of the gifts. So we, writers really, he's, he's wanting to learn how to, uh, I don't even know what it's called, like engrave leather. Cause he oh, got okay. really interested in, we just went to a, uh, a Native American like market night thing mm -hmm. that they had locally here. And um, he saw all the leather work and all of that. So he got really interested in that. So we bought some leather and some little stamps and he's cool. gonna make those for Christmas gifts. So just whatever they show interest in, I try to do my best to bring it into our home so that it's available for them until they get bored of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, that's fair. We've, we've been using um, like Osmo. Have you heard of Osmo for the not. iPad? Mm -mm. Osmo is really great. It's this, it's like a thing that you put on your iPad and it, they have all sorts of things for like coding and spelling, um, art, just all sorts of different things, but it's like tangible. So you put the thing on your iPad and then it comes with little tiles. Oh, so cool. it really, really likes that for spelling because they're little letter tiles mm -hmm. that, and it, interacts with the iPad and, you know, you spell and 
learn your phonics and things like that. Very cool. I'm going to look that up. (laughs) (laughs) If you were talking to somebody who wanted to become an unschooler, what resources would you suggest to the parents to use to understand more about unschooling? Books or podcasts or websites or blogs, people to look up? I think every single person on the planet should read John Holt's books. (laughs) No matter if you're no matter if you're homeschooling, if your kids are in public school, if you don't even have kids, I think that everybody should read John Holt's work. It's, it, it just blew my mind. It's, have you ever heard of John Holt? I have, but only because I heard of him through one of the other ladies I was interviewing for this mini series. So I need to look him up. He's mind blowing. <laughs> you have to read his book. So the first book that I read from him was called uh, Dumbing Us Down. And it's a, it's a quick, pretty easy read, but it dives into why schools were created in the first place. Hmm. And it's just once you find out that information, you can't really get it out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, has a, he has another book called um, The Underground History of American Education. That's, it's much larger, but it's also very informational. Informational. Yeah, sounds right. (laughs) And then um, also the Tuttle Twins is something that we have been utilizing a lot. It's those are kids books, actually, but a lot of them are based off of John Holt's. I shouldn't say a lot of them. I think only one so far. It's called The Education Vacation by the Tuttle Twins is based off of John Holt's um, book, The Underground History of American Education. And they actually have um, an economics curriculum mm-hmm. that they just released. And we've been util- utilizing that a little bit, um, which has been really cool. Oh, that's great. I didn't realize the economics curriculum was for younger grades. I, I'm like saving it. And it's like in, in my the back of my mind to use for middle school. But that's great to know right. that it's for younger grades, too. Yeah, we've been there's two options. So when you go in, there is an option for teens and then there's an options for elementary grades. Okay. So we just, it's very simple, but they're just straightforward lessons. And they're honestly things that I never learned. So I'm learning them right along (laughs) along with the kids. I I think that's a common theme, a common thread for all homeschool moms, (laughs) regardless of our previous educational background. We all learn with our kids. It just happens. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's the beauty of all of it. I never thought that I would be so passionate about it, but it's blossomed into that for sure. It's been cool. But yeah, um, John Holt's work, also um, Free to Learn Mm -hmm. is an amazing book. Um, Homegrown is a really beautiful book too. Um, And Balanced and Barefoot. Those are probably my favorite, favorite books that I go back to frequently when I'm feeling nervous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have you read the call, uh, call to the wild and free? Is that, I, I haven't, but it's, yet? it's on my list. Okay. Yeah. I just purchased it. And the last unschooling mom that I was interviewing, she had just purchased it too. So both of us were like, Hmm, we need to read it and come back and discuss yeah. it again. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I do want to read that one. Do you have any encouraging words or um, thoughts for people who may be um, considering unschooling? Trust the process and 
trust the journey. That's probably, that's probably been my biggest lesson with all of this is to just slow down mm-hmm. and in, enjoy it. Enjoy mm-hmm. the process and enjoy your kids while they're right in front of you and small, you know, yeah. it's, it goes by so fast. And that's why this lifestyle, cause it really is a lifestyle that you adapt into your life and it, it just changes the way that you look at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really beautiful for us because it, it really has forced me to slow down and like, I don't need to check things off a list and learning can be a beautifully flowing, natural experience. Yeah. And I think if, if it's something that you're interested in or if it's something that like you're feeling called to do, just read the books and reach out to other people that have been doing it a long time. I do that all the time. Like <laughs> there's a couple yeah. people that I follow that have kids that are grown and they unschooled them the whole time. And I'm like, oh, I'm freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ruining my kids. And, you know, there's so many people in the community that have a lot of nice, encouraging things to say. So I would just say, slow down, enjoy the journey and find your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Find your tribe. That right there is the key. That right there is the key. That that for me has been the biggest thing. Um, I found the need to find my tribe. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's huge. Community is big. Yeah. Now for you, when you, is your tribe all local? I mean, you're telling me you move a lot. So is your tribe mostly online or is it local or is it a mix of both? How do you find your tribe? Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> we're all over the place. So <laughs> we, we, tr- I try really hard to immerse in the community that we're in. And we've been in a lot of different types of communities mm-hmm. over the last year and a half, <laughs> a lot of very, very different communities, but the last place that we were at, um, in we were actually in Park City, Utah, and there is just a huge group of unschoolers out there, mm-hmm. and it's a huge community, and they're very much involved, and so that was cool. I met a lot of really awesome women and families that way, mm-hmm. um, but as for right now, it's definitely mostly online. Instagram yeah. has been a pretty cool thing for me because I've been able to connect with a lot of like-minded people mm-hmm. and especially being on the road full-time can get you know a little lonely so yeah. it's cool to have that avenue where you can reach out to people and share experiences and get new ideas and yeah. all that so I would say definitely right now my tribe is online yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great I I I'm kind of on this kick right now because I know a lot of moms who are lonely and as homeschool moms it doesn't matter what way you homeschool like so many of us are lonely and yeah. i find i'm i'm trying to encourage people that yes online is weird and different and not what our parents grew up with and but it is happening <laughs> like there yeah. there is there is community to be had and friendships to be had online it may be really different than what we're used to and it may be really different from the face to face relationships that we have but it's still like you say, you can find so much encouragement from your online community. Just Absolutely. build it. Just find it. It's yeah. it's out there. Totally. Yeah. And I was, I don't know, I've been a little reluctant to, sh- I don't know. There's a lot of things that I would really like to share, but I've been a little reluctant doing it, but mm-hmm. I've kind of let go of that recently. And it's just been really amazing because people come out of the woodworks and like, it's like, whoa, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. You just agree on things and build off of each other. And it's just a cool, 
cool thing. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Yeah. I've actually met quite a few people um, in real life that I've met through Instagram where like through like the RV world mm-hmm. um, where we've randomly crossed paths and it's, you know, we've talked and like built this relationship through Instagram and yeah. then like get to meet and it's pretty, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Small world, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's cool that you can utilize things like that now. So if any of my listeners want to reach out to you, um, if they were inspired by your story, is there a way that you, that they can get a hold of you either? Would you mind sharing your Instagram handle or? Yeah, my Instagram handle is just my first and last name, Caitlin Conion. Um, it's kind of funky spelling. <laughs> I can spell it out if you want. Should I spell it? You can spell it. I'll put it in the show notes too. I'll, okay. um, I'll, probably- I'll put her handle in the show notes, but yeah, so we'll we'll go and follow you there. And what kind of things do you post on your Instagram for those who have never seen your feed? I, I follow your feed, so I look at it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, very much just our daily lives um, with the kids, and they're both really funny kids. So I just enjoy sharing them. Yeah. <laughs> but we we post a lot about our um, unschool. Well, I'm starting to post a lot about our unschooling adventures, um, but mostly outdoorsy type things that we go and do and our RV living life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've, I've been uh, renovating our trailer. So that's been really fun. I've been sharing a lot of things like that. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Caitlin, thank you again for taking the time for me to question you. And yeah. <laughs> thanks for sharing your homeschool journey with us. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Yeah. And again, like I said, listeners, if you want to get a hold of Caitlin or have any further questions, feel free to reach out to her on Instagram and I'll share that in the show notes. Now, after we finished our recording, the initial recording of the episode, we would just, we turned off the mic and we just started having some candid conversation and part of it stuck out to me to the point where I said, wait a minute, let's pause this. Let's turn the microphones back on. I want to capture this moment as well. And so I just wanted to tack it on the end of this episode because I felt that it was an important part of the unschooling conversation, especially with Caitlin being from one state, but living in another. So check this out. I've had this conversation now with the other three ladies are not from California. We have a girl from Arizona, one from Florida, one from Texas. So how does this, how, how do you do this with the laws of it, of California or Col- Colorado? Like, explain. So, so we still, we still own our house in California. So we are still technically residents of California. Oh, okay. I have to abide by California homeschooling laws. Uh, I haven't, honestly, I haven't dove into it as much as I probably should. Um, but we're kind of up in the air on where we're even going to end up. Mm. So kind of trying not to stress myself out more than I have to. But as as of now with the California laws, you are still allowed to, it's called a private affidavit. So every year I just file our private affidavit and, um, super simple. You just go online, you you register as a private school, basically. You register, say how many kids, do all that, and sign it. You do it once a year. I think with the ages that my kids are at right now, um, they're not asking me for any records 
or anything like that. I believe, I could definitely be wrong, but I believe once a child hits third grade age, Mm -hmm. they are required to do state testing, um, which I'm not worried about. Even if, even if they do have to do state testing, I won't even look at them because I don't. You don't have to submit your test scores to somebody at all? I don't know. That's what I, I don't know. As of right now, with the ages my kids are, Mm -hmm. I don't. I just have to do the private affidavit and that's that. Okay. I keep, so with my Instagram too, I've I've talked to a lot of other unschooling families about laws and things like that. Mm -hmm. And if you just keep a running log of the things that you do, it should be enough. So that's why I'm kind of thinking of using Instagram as that because it's just the easiest way for me to do it. And it shows what we are doing every day. Mm -hmm. We're not just sitting on the couch eating popcorn. Like (laughs) like that's what unschool families do. (laughs) We are learning like, you know, it's, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I I do need to dive deeper into the laws if we continue to be residents of California. But that makes sense. I don't know the way that California is going. It's kind of scary with the homeschooling laws. Yeah. Yeah. Things that are possibly in the pipeline for that. So I'm having trouble keeping track of Pennsylvania right now because Pennsylvania is um, changing their homeschooling as well. Some of the laws and regulations and things like that for actually all educating across the board, public school, homeschool, everything. So trying to trying to navigate that for my own state is hard enough. I can't keep track of everybody else's states. So that's why I right? try to ask that question. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's hard. It's crazy. The laws and regulations are kind of nuts. But yeah, as of right now, we're, we're doing it and <laughs> we haven't been questioned or anything. So that's great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin, for being on my show. I really appreciated your time and had a great time chatting with you. This show is supported by listeners like you. If you want to share the love, go to your podcast app of your choice, leave a five-star rating and a review. This helps other homeschool parents out there know that I exist and know what they're getting into when they turn on an episode of Four and Toe Podcast. Another way to support the show is by going to patreon.com backslash four and toe podcast and clicking sponsor. The finances from that page help keep my website up and keep my podcast feed up as well. The perks for you include access to an exclusive Facebook group where other homeschool moms can discuss homeschooling stuff, as well as my Marco Polo group and a new bonus episode that I put out exclusively for my Patreon supporters. Join me next week as we have part three, another conversation with an unschooling homeschool mom. Until then, have a great week and mama, you've got this.